Hey everyone, it's Ariella and Caitlin, and this is In My Professional Opinion. It's a new podcast brought to you by Work It Daily, a virtual career coaching service. Go check them out if you need job search help, resume writing, uh, interview prep, anything in terms of career development. They can help you out. They've got coaching, they've got courses, and they've got a really cool private community. So that way you can connect with other people who are dealing with the same issues. So Caitlin, I know that we've got a lot of stuff to kind of talk about today, but before we dive in, because I know you've got some really fun um, topics, I really wanted to kind of point out one thing that's been in the news all week, which I'm sure you've seen, that Google is potentially slashing pay for remote workers up to 25% based on where they're, they're working. So a lot of people are moving to different towns and different areas because, you know, the cost of living is better. They can actually work where they want to work. And they're remote, so, um, you know, why wouldn't you? But Google's saying, well, because you're not living in this, this city or this, you know, place that has a high cost of living, we're going to cut your pay. So what did, have you seen this uh, yet? What are your thoughts on it? So I saw it a little bit, and I was waiting for you to tell me a little bit more about it because I thought, okay, maybe Google actually had a reason, but... You're saying that their only reason is that people are just moving to different cities where the cost of living might be less, but they're still making the same salary as before? Yeah. So basically, so they have like a location-based salary model. So basically what that means is um, they pay based on um, the rate in that particular location based on cost of living, based on the taxes for that area. And so um, if they didn't do that for a lot of areas, it would be very hard for people to actually afford to live in those areas, if that makes sense. So, um, like, it makes sense in terms of that, but where so many people are kind of moving away and they're moving to different places, companies like Google and some other companies are in the news for this as well. I think Facebook is. Um, they're basically saying, well, you're not dealing with this extra you know, cost of living, these extra taxes. So we're not going to pay you as much because you're, you know, having this benefit of working from wherever you want. So it's causing a lot of like uproar from people because they're getting, you know, their pay cut, like they're getting significant pay cuts for some people. And so um, I think that we're going to see a little bit of turnover there. Well, okay. So while you were saying that, I just Googled how much money does Google make a second? And this article is from 2016. So I'm assuming that this is more money. So this is based off of Google's parent company, Alphabet. And again, this is from 2016. And they're making $616 per second. So you're telling me <laughs> that they can't pay their employees the same amount that the employees agreed upon when they were working there for doing the exact same job but they're just moving in different locations. So like, it's not like, okay, it's not like Google can't afford it. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not like, I, I totally agree. Like they can obviously afford it because they're Google, but at the same time, I think they have to set the standard for all of their employees. And so I think they're just kind of like, they're one of the first companies that are kind of like dealing with, okay, how do we adjust salaries? Cause I think we're going to see that across the board. Like, Companies doing the location-based pay, which is a very traditional model because of those reasons that I shared earlier. <clears throat> but you're also seeing companies that are 
moving toward more of a value-based pay um, model. So that means essentially like um, it's not based on where you're located. You can pretty much be anywhere. So they just take the national market rate <clears throat> and then the uh, experience level of the employees. So that sounds great. But at the same time, if you are living in an area that is more expensive to live in than, you know, somewhere like random that doesn't have that much, like you don't need that much money to live there, then you could potentially get screwed because, you know, you're not going to be making as much as you need in order to live, which you can always move. And that's, that's, you know, up to you. But the other thing is like, I think this also presents a different set of problems because not only that, but I think you're going to see a lot of companies, even though they're not supposed to, but like, discriminating against mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, experience level because if it's based on national average and the experience level they're going to say it's going to cost way too much money for this person with their level of experience with the national average we're going to go with someone cheaper and so they're going to exp- um, they're going to discriminate against experience because they don't want to pay that much and so I think they both have their own set of problems for both employees and job uh, like candidates but also the companies like i wonder how much of the tax headache it is for either of these models for companies Mm. so like you know like if you move to a different state you like a company might have to pay different taxes because you're working in that state but you also might there's some places where you might have to pay double taxes because you're working for a company based in one state and you're in a different one. So you get slashed twice. So it's just going to be really interesting. But I like I, I understand why people are like, freaking out about this, you know, rightfully so you're, you're, you know, getting your pay cut. But at the same time, it's just going to be, I think it's not going to be a, a win win for a while. Like, I think they're going to take a long time to figure this one out, personally. Yeah. Well, it's also just hard, because a lot of people use quarantine as a chance to move because you know it was like the perfect opportunity because they were suddenly working from home and a lot of companies said yeah you can work from home anywhere so people really took that to heart so it's it's almost like a little bit I think for employees a slap in the face because you know they were told one thing and they I'm assuming weren't told hey your pay might get cut in a year and a half and now it is, it's almost like a, a party that's like, oh, we're, we have free alcohol or it's an open bar. And then you get there and they're like, oh, but wait, did we not tell you? It's actually BYOB now because it's just going to cost too much. And it's like, but you didn't tell me that. Yeah, but I do like salary adjustments happen all the time. And, you know, unless you have a contract, um, then you're, most people are subject to that. Right. So, which sucks, but at the same time, like, that's just how it is. And you can, you know, you're an at-will employee in most cases. And so you can, you know, continue or you can go and find another job. So it's just going to be, I think we're going to see a lot of shuffling between, you know, companies and people going other places, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this problem because you have to have one standard for everybody. Yeah. And I so. was literally just thinking I would hate to be the person at Google that had to press send on that press release saying that, like make, yeah. make you the official. Cause you just know immediately they were just bombarded. With right. Exactly. Thoughts. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun. So 
So, yeah, so I want to bring that up because it's been in the news all week and uh, obviously it's causing a little bit of stir. But, you know, it's funny because uh, JT or um, JT O'Donnell at Work Daily, she always brings up um, the fact that salary adjustments, you know, were coming like last year with everything happening. She's like, you're going to see a lot of shift, a lot of adjustments because people are going to be moving. And she called it, you know, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's something, um, going off of that, I also have a bit of a controversial story for you too, or a business that's in the news, I should say. So I guess me and you both just chose controversial topics today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so mine is that Yelp is releasing this new feature that's letting businesses list their vaccination policies. So I saw they, that. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's going to be a new feature on their app and on their website that will let users see, um, A, if the business requires proof of vaccination for anyone who enters. So this would be staff or customers. And another one would be if all the staff are fully vaccinated. And then users would be able to filter uh, businesses based off of those two things. So if they want to go to a restaurant that staff are all fully vaccinated, they can and just filter out based off of there. And then Yelp is also telling uh, companies that are choosing to do this, that they will be proactively monitoring um, each of these pages to ensure that they don't receive negative reviews and backlash for this decision. And I know that this is a very controversial move, obviously, especially right now. But one thing I did think of when I immediately saw this was that this is actually such a cool tool for job seekers, even though it wasn't built to be. So, for instance, if vaccination requirements are really important to job seekers, especially for an in-person role, so if that's retail, service industry, events, all that, they can actually filter out which companies are requiring that and which companies have fully vaccinated staff. So if they do feel more comfortable working in those situations, they can actually see which companies are doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, I think that that's been on the way for a while. Like it's just, you know, since everything happened the last year, I think that a lot of companies are going to have to make these, again, adjustments. And it's funny you bring this up because I know somebody who just uh, texted me last night saying that their company just got hired. Their company was essentially like, so we are requiring, er, requiring everybody to be vaccinated. And if you don't get vaccinated for a religious or um, health reason, you're subject to be let go. And like, honestly, it's a private company, so they can do whatever they want. And if it's, you know, they're focusing on, you know, keeping their environment safe and they want to, that's a value that they have, then it makes total sense. So I, again, it's just going to be a, a wild year, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just smaller companies. I don't know if you saw, but I believe it's American Airlines. They're requiring uh, full vaccination. And I actually think now that I'm thinking about it, it's either Google or Apple is saying, you know, they require every single employee to be vaccinated in order to come back to the office. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I can't believe how much it's changed in the last like year and a half, two years, yeah. frankly. But like the fact that that's a new Yelp feature is like, oh my God, like you can search for that. You can, and it's just like such a weird thing. Like, yeah, I want to go out to eat, but wait, let me just make sure. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> like, know what I 
I think about this so much. Like if I was in a coma or if I was like living off grid for the past like year and a half and I came back just now and you use Yelp to figure out which restaurant you want to go for your first <laughs> meal back in society. And then you see this. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what is this? It, what, like, what are we talking about here? It's what like else the, can I see about your, you know, health? <laughs> yeah, it's like the world has literally changed so much in a year and a half. It's literally like uh, pre-COVID, post-COVID at this point. Yeah, for real. I know. <laughs> P, what is it? PP and uh, no, it'd still be no pre-COVID. PC and PP. <laughs> PP. Wait. PP. <laughs> no, it'd be AC after COVID. PC well, and yeah. AC. So wait, what's PP? No, post, no, pre-COVID, no, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) My cold is messing with my head. What is, no, post, post. COVID would be PC, not PP. So it would be P, it would be PC and PC if we're going to do that. No, it'd be PC came from. No, it'd be AC (laughs) and then PC, oh no. Yeah, you said post-COVID and pre-COVID before. So it would have been PC and PC. Jesus. I was like, PP, what are you like? (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So speaking of companies, though, so as everyone knows on TikTok, we highlight companies every week that are hiring. And we've mainly been focusing on remote companies, but I am planning doing some in-person ones as well moving forward just as things start to adjust to a weird new normal uh, but one of the companies that I highlighted this week that I really wanted to mention was SurveyMonkey so they're also known as Momentive so Momentive owns SurveyMonkey so SurveyMonkey is a tool but the company now just goes by Momentive so if you're looking them up for reviews or anything like that you might see them show up as Momentive instead of SurveyMonkey But they're hiring uh, remotely in a bunch of different countries, and they also have uh, in-person positions in a bunch of different countries as well. But I think the reason why they're my favorite company is just their benefits. So for their in-person employees and their, you know, remote employees, they offer some great benefits. So some of that's like generous time off, uh, sabbatical opportunities, financial coaching, which, you know, your girl could use, uh, mental health and wellness (laughs) benefits. And they also offer a ton of learning and career advancement opportunities. So I just think it's really cool because, you know, as things have gone remote, we've seen a lot of companies having to adjust to what perks they offer because they can no longer say a ping pong table's a perk. Yeah, so you're in the break room. Yeah. <laughs> no longer really a perk. Especially because those perks from people I've talked to that had those perks, they're like, we never used the beer on tap or that ping pong table I never used. So now that it's remote, a lot of people are like, well, what do I get instead? And I just think it's so cool that they had some stuff like the financial coaching, the mental health and wellness benefits. So that's for, uh, you know, online therapy, in-person therapy, gym memberships, but then also just like the learning and career advancement. So it's whatever you're looking to grow in. It's just really nice because it's opportunity for every employee every job seeker to really have a benefit that works almost for them do you know what I mean yeah and like honestly I wish like financial coaching was more prevalent um and I will probably see more of that 
but you know going back to like the the ping pong table and like beer in the break room and stuff I feel like it was more about setting the tone for the company like than to have the actual perk do you know what I mean like you know kind of focusing more on like these are the kind like we want people who are going to be fun and like you know this is the vibe we want to set as opposed to this is obviously not a real perk to have ping pong in the break room do you know what I mean yeah I agree I think some of the reasons why some people got annoyed though afterwards because you see a lot of tweets now where people are like oh you know what'd you learn the most in COVID and it's like that ping pong that you know ping pong isn't a perk and I think that the problem is is that I think you're right that it definitely was used to kind of set a tone for the company culture rather than a perk, but they would list it underneath their perks. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have right. a fun office, like ping pong that you'll never use. Right, exactly. And if you're using it on working hours, like, you know, do you feel guilty using it because you should be working? Or yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's there, but it's more of like decor. <laughs> well, um, I know somebody that's like, oh, when my company has like office happy hours, were like expected to go because it's like a fun thing for the company to do but what they don't tell you is that even though it's on company time you still have to make up that time so it's like you're doing like a fun thing but then you just have to still make up that work so it's like you don't really do you know what I mean like it's a perk but it's also like oh Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like the company happy hours are the new pizza parties yeah because like yeah, they're fun in theory. Everyone likes to have like, you know, a cocktail or a beer and wine and like catch up with their coworkers. But to your point, like if it's on company time and you've got stuff to do and you have to still make up that time, like I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who have been like, I have to go to this thing. And it's seriously like setting me back. Like I can't start my fun until I get my work done. And I can't do that until like they they they're essentially like making me go to this happy hour which is so uncomfortable like it takes the fun out of it it, it yeah. totally like it like cancels out the the impact that they're trying to make so like well, it's just goofy and you also think about some people that maybe don't get along with their coworkers and then they feel pressured or you know there's some people that don't necessarily drink so then they're going to an office happy hour which they still have to make time up for and they're sipping on tap water right <laughs> yeah and it's like wow coffee please like I need it to get me through my workload that's gonna you know set me back four hours (laughs) yeah that's like piling up so I was like wow I'm glad I'm going to this happy hour now I can work till like 9 p.m on a Friday (laughs) thanks thanks team (laughs) so happy (laughs) but yeah anyway I mean I'm glad that companies are like and obviously this is going to be a progression but like companies are going to continue to evolve with that sort of thing like you see it like with the benefits and the structure and it's just always going to evolve to be more meaningful. Do you know what I mean? So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it'll just be interesting to see how everything continues to evolve over the next year or so. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We'll have some good podcast episodes, I think. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So now that Ariella and I were kind of just assholes already. Um, we, I wanted to mention a Am I the Asshole uh, post that I found on Reddit that has to do with an interview process. And I wanted to get on it, Ariella. So are you ready? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So it says, Am I the asshole for giving a company my honest opinion on their interview process when they ask for it? 
I applied for a job a few months ago and it was completely online work from home, regardless of the current situation. So that means all the communication and process was done online. And then I received an email saying that they would like to interview me. I thought, sweet. I got an interview link for a Zoom call the next week. I had no idea how many people would be on this call or who I'd be talking to. Uh, When I joined the call, there was like 30 of us on there. And then the hiring rep tells us that we had to mute ourselves and that we will be listening and not talking. Then we proceeded to sit through a two-hour presentation on the company history, their finances, goals, and every little gritty detail that nobody actually cared about. (laughs) Then at the end of the presentation, that's when they told us that they'd been watching our faces the entire time to see how our engagement was during the presentation. And that's how they just, that's how they determined who would move on to the next interview step. They said that they would select five people out of the 30 people on the call. Then they told us that after the call, we had to write a three-page essay about a particular topic from a list they provided us and that we only had two hours to turn it in. So before I even go into the next part, what the gist I got was that they had already decided on who was moving forward and who wasn't based on the uh, presentation. It had nothing to do with the three-page essay that they had two hours to turn in. So keep that in mind before I go into the next part. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then they say, well, I did not get selected. In the email was attached from, was attached a form they wanted of uh, reviewing the interview process with a blank box at the end that they asked for us to give our honest opinion on the interview process. So <laughs> I told them honestly that I found it a little bit inappropriate and not very well organized that I had to dedicate five hours of my time to interview for a position they weren't even considering me for. I explained that maybe if I'd been in the final pool of candidates, it would have been fine, but having me watch a two-hour presentation on the company and then write a three-page essay just so I could be weeded out in the first step was just not good business. Then I received a nasty email back from the hiring manager saying that they're so glad they didn't hire me with that kind of attitude and just a bunch of other rude stuff. I, of course, didn't reply, but my family thinks I was out of line and that if I really wanted the job, it wouldn't have been an issue doing all that work. And then they say, again, if I was actually being considered for employment, um, then I would have. But I just found it weird that I had to go through all this preliminary screening if I really wasn't going to be considered. And then they say, like, am I the asshole? So, Ariella, they want to know, are they the asshole for going through a five hour essentially interview process that also included, you know, a three page essay that they had two hours to turn in? Honestly, like this literally sounds like this person signed it for a class and they had to turn it homework like this is absolutely ridiculous I totally agree with this person I think it's pretty inappropriate obviously every company has their own hiring process but this seems extensive especially for the, the beginning I agree like if it was later on in the process they did something like this I'd give them a pass but the fact that they responded that way to the, you know, feedback that they literally asked for tells me that this person dodged a bullet. Like, I would yeah. not want to work for this company. This person is totally in the right to feel this way. I mean, it's just, it's it's a really strange hiring process. But also, it just, it 
something doesn't feel right. And so I'm totally in agreement with this person. Like, go and find another company. But it's a good thing that they found out now, you know, because mm-hmm. that would have been a bad situation, it sounds like. Yeah, a lot of people on Reddit were like, uh, girl, you were just in a pyramid scheme. But she swears that it wasn't. She's like, no, they're a legit company. It's just so bizarre. But also what like really struck me when I was reading this was that basically they got no information ahead of time. So it's not like they knew like, hey, this is going to take five hours or, you know, prepare for at least two hours because you know, if, if you have something to do, if you have kids, you have, you have to pick up, if you have a doctor's appointment, anything like that, you have to, you know, you're not expecting to dedicate two hours. Plus, you know, plus the uh, essay that they only had three or two hours to put in. And then not only that, so not only did they not know what they were getting into, because she said, we had no instructions, we had no idea who was even going to be on the call. They get on, there's 30 other people. So that's already intimidating. But the fact that literally right when they get on, the hiring rep tells them to mute themselves and that they will be listening, not talking. That's just weird. Honestly, it's literally like, um, thank you all for being here today. Um, We're just going to go through a brief history of ABC Company, and we're really excited to share this with you during our first interview today. But please don't say anything to us. (laughs) Like, no, that's not how... No, I just don't agree. Like, and it's so weird that they were like looking at all of them and like judging their interests for two hours. Like, I'm sorry. Anybody is going to get bored or disengaged for a history of the company. Like, no, like absolutely not. Like, I just don't agree with this hiring tactic. Sounds like this person dodged a bullet and the company is definitely in, I don't want to say in the wrong because everybody has their own hiring process, but I just don't agree. I just don't agree with them. Yeah. I also think them like writing back and saying like, we're so happy we didn't hire you. Right. Like what the heck? Like clearly somebody is just really like angry. Like they just have like a lot of, it almost reminds me of like an ex, right, that you break up with, and they said they don't care, and then you're like, okay, like, me either, like, I'm glad that we broke up, and then they're like, screw you, like, <laughs> well, also, the fact that they weren't even gonna go to the next process, the next uh, step in the process, and they're like, oh, well, we're gonna be better off without you anyway, like, yeah. no, like, you already told them no after the three-page essay that you want them to write, like, no, absolutely not, like, super inappropriate, definitely definitely better companies out there let's just say that uh, yeah weird, and, weird process and when um going back to like the you know you should be listening not talking I also was like what is this like the 1950s when they'd be like you know women should be seen not heard I'm like <laughs> right. what is this yeah. right and you don't ask questions but we are definitely going to make sure that you are smiling and engaged for two hours straight because otherwise you're disqualified. <laughs> Which, could you imagine how creepy that would be if 30 people were just silently smiling at the camera for two hours? Oh my God. Well, it sounds like that was the case. I wonder how many of them went off camera. Like, oh, I would have. Yeah, well, yeah, but then immediately disqualified, right? But like when you go into a presentation, I think that that's like normal because like you don't want to distract but also, like, it's hard to keep a, a engaged face for that long, you know? So I def- I just, I would love to, like, be a fly on the wall for this interview because I just want to know exactly what went down. <laughs> you know what else? I have, like, tips for if this happens to someone else. All you need is just 
like to create like a dummy of yourself. So I think that we should all just have like, you know, mini us uh, everywhere. So that way, if we ever uh, have a situation like this, we can just put, you know, our fake our fake us in the chair and just let them sit for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Be perfect. And then you know, <laughs> and your friends might wonder why you have a fake you in your room, but that's that's not their business. That's only your business, so they don't yeah. need to know. It's for business purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say, in my professional opinion, everyone should have one of these. Yes. <laughs> they actually just start a company themselves just selling these like customized like fake people (laughs) yeah real life real size yeah (laughs) oh my god well I am like super excited to hear more of these and I hope people submit like their interview experiences and like share their stories like these are going to be so much fun with this podcast moving forward so like you can always leave a, a voice a memo or leave a comment on this and tell us your you know you know job search confessions or like your interview nightmares like we really want to know about them yes yeah and if you're just wondering like are you the asshole in a situation we'll we'll tell you honestly (laughs) yes in our professional opinion (laughs) yeah in our professional opinion you are the asshole (laughs) all right so if you can't get enough of ariella and i which i don't blame you because you know we're amazing you can follow us on a couple different social channels so make sure to follow us on tiktok if you're not already that's just at work it daily we post jobs hiring every single day right there we give you a full recap of why they're great uh positions open benefits salary how to apply all of that good stuff. So if you are looking for a job, make sure to follow us there. And then also definitely check us out on Instagram. We have a podcast Instagram and it's under the handle at in my professional opinion. So super easy. Feel free to leave any comments on any of those posts as well. We will make sure to respond to those. And Ariella, do you have any other thoughts, last questions, comments, concerns? Yes, um, actually, I, I can't wait to see all of your three page essays on this podcast because <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing how engaged you were for this session. So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.